This is Queen Latifah Live. And uh, The Little Mermaid Live, which did a great job last night, apparently, in the ratings. I don't know if you saw this show. Uh, I didn't. I missed it. But it raked in just over 9 million people overnight. And I had planned on opening the show by talking about this and a bunch of the other live musicals that you see all the time on TV, which have had all different kind, different levels of success. Some have been huge. Uh, certainly early on when we had stuff like The Sound of Music and Carrie Underwood's in it, I think that had like 11, 12 million people viewed into, uh, tuned in for that. Oh, no, you know what? Actually, strike that. Like 18 million people watched that one. It's been dwindling since. And I have this whole thing in front of me. But then I'm, I'm coming in, getting ready for the show, and I hear Mark Strauss and one Neil Doyle sort of besmirching my wife on the radio. A little bit of a, you know, saying that I got her the job. I want to make sure that everyone here at WJBC knows that she got that job based on her own merits. She is a talented and skilled graphic designer. She is a talented and skilled web developer. And when I started, they're like, hey, you know, we need one of those people. And I'm like, I know somebody. So I connected the people. She does the interviews. She goes to all that stuff. I'm not bringing in family members. I know I'm an Italian. I'm from the East Coast. And maybe we have a reputation for being a little, you know, close with our family. So... Would it hurt if my uncle got a job here? No. Would it Would it help us out a little bit? I don't know. But my wife, she got that job all on her own. Once I have the rest of the family start carting in, though, those people, they're a little bit, they're different. They're my side of the family. But Betty, she's a talented young person. She'll be here uh, at 3.30 or so, I think, to talk about her first day and, of course, do her NFL picks. But, yeah, I was all planning to talk about Little Mermaid, and then I hear that. I hear that, you know, I snuck her in kind of. Hey, that was all Mark Strauss. I, I just said that she's working here now. She I is. Just, she yeah, is. No, right. I'm excited. Yeah, I think she got the job long before me, actually. I think she's the one who got me the job here, and we're not sure that I'm working out, but Betty's doing amazing. But no, her first day is today, Yeah. and I am an Italian, so, you know, every once in a while, maybe I would bring in a few extra have, family members. I have a lot of Italian friends. It's, you know, it's always, you gotta, you know, keep the family close, help them out, but no, yeah, we, you know, we're excited to have her, and. Well, I'm but look, I, I'm excited to see what you know what she's going to do because yep. we we've needed somebody in that position. I know, no, no, no. The Italian people, though, the reason we all do it is grandma. Grandma <laughs> would be like, "Well, so you got this job downtown, huh?" And I'll be like, "Yes." She'd be like, "Well, what about your brother? What about your right, cousin?" Right. They force the other family members on you, and if you don't do what grandma says, any good Italian out there knows that you will be in a lot of trouble until you finally follow her advice. So I will call my grandmother after this segment and tell her I got Betty a job or I did not get Betty a job. But uh, I will tell her that I helped out, and she'll be very proud of me. Well, good. Yeah. But I just wanted to start off talking about, did you see The Little Mermaid live, Neil? I did not. I was watching uh, College Hoops last night, so I did not see it. Wow. How could you do anything? Yeah. Well, College yeah. Hoops instead of Little Mermaid. Yeah, you know, it's the start of the season. I'm a little more invested in the college basketball than The Little Mermaid live. But that's, <laughs> that's just me. It's 30 years. Uh, the Little Mermaid turned 30 this year, which also makes me feel very, very old. Um, so they celebrated the the 30 year anniversary by putting this thing on. A lot of big names were in it. Queen Latifah apparently stole the show as as Ursula uh, from the audio I just played. There, she had a very vibrant performance. I've read. Do you watch any of the the live musicals? Have any of them drawn you in, Neil, or no? Uh, no, I don't know. Not a single one. I don't think I've not that I can recall that I've seen. No, the Sound of Music doesn't care about it. Rent live, no, no big uh, deal. Well, I've seen those. Yes, I've I, I've seen those. Well, I mean on the TV. I, I mean on the television during their live performances where they get like no, famous I, people. I've not seen them live. Okay, no. you haven't done any of those. Mm -mm. All right, well, fine. No. The Wiz that was out there. Hairspray was pretty big. 
These are all things that, Neil, you were probably watching basketball every single time, right? Uh, if it was college basketball, yes. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's a good plan. Uh, a Christmas story, they did a live event a couple years ago. Ring any bells? Oh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of all these. Haven't seen them. Didn't see them care. live. Don't yeah, care. Didn't yeah, see them live. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Superstar was a thing that happened. Well, uh, apparently the ratings are very good, so I imagine we'll continue to get more and more of these. And if you're unhappy that these things happen on TV all the time, don't watch it. Eventually, if we, if we stop tuning in, they won't do it anymore. Uh, there is a feeling, I guess, out there when I read on social media about people reacting to this, that Disney specifically is a little oversaturated these days. They're kind of everywhere, putting stuff in every place that they can get, you know, uh, their content. So, I don't know. For that reason, maybe some people were a little frustrated for Little Mermaid Live to be a big thing, but it, it was a big thing. Uh, this story struck me a little bit today. $5.7 billion was spent to build the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. It is an indoor mall that has skiing uh, indoors. It has secret gardens indoors. It has all kinds of things. There's an entire roller coaster indoors at this, this mall. It's crazy. It's, it's supposed to be a huge attraction. And the biggest reason that I found it intriguing is it was in development for years, long before malls started to dwindle in popularity. So is this the kind of thing they need to save malls? Do you need to bring in all these other attractions and make them much more than just a shopping destination for people to to go a lot more? Because obviously, New Jersey and, and the companies involved in this mall are counting very heavily on it being a success with how much money they put into it. Um, and, you know, if you walk around town in any neighborhood, uh, you'll notice that malls are, are not doing so well. So it's an interesting investment, an interesting decision, and we'll see, you know, how that pays off in the next few years. I think they're they're hoping to get back a large amount of their investment by 2022. Um, have you been know. to Mall of America? I have not, but it sounds a lot like Mall I of went, America. I right? went for the first time like a month and a half ago. I was up there for a wedding with my girlfriend. I mean, it's unreal. It, it, I mean, I don't, has, how, I don't know how long Mall of America has been open, but whatever they're doing there, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a crazy scene. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's packed. Yo, it's there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, and more importantly too, with Mall of America, they got the roller coasters, they got oh, all the yeah. little things. So it's much more than just going and shopping. Right. When you guys went, did you even do much shopping, or were you like? Uh, well, of course, the girlfriend wanted to go to a lot of stores, so we okay. we did hit a lot of the stores. But yeah, I mean, we ate. I forget what did we have. Oh. Why can't I think of it? You know, it's I mean, funny. But they've got every type of, I mean, I mean, restaurants you can sit down in, like fancy to, yeah. I mean, your typical fast food, like food corp. I mean, there's just, I don't even remember how many levels there are. I mean, there's just something different on every floor. But then, right, there's the uh, the roller coaster, which is more, it's more geared towards the kids. But, but, I mean, there's like a whole almost amusement park in the middle of the mall. All well, kinds of stuff. There's like almost like a... Like an aquarium slash like miniature, I don't want to call it Sea World, but there's it was amazing the amount of different stuff they had there on top of about every other <laughs> store, every store you could imagine. That you could imagine it was there. Well, so. it's, it's interesting, and I want to play into stereotypes a little bit here. But if I were inventing a way to attract both me and my wife to something, and she loves to shop, and I do not, I get very bored when she shops. If you put an amusement park in the same place, it's kind of like entertaining the child or the husband, and then entertaining the 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 wife with all the shopping destinations that's a that's a thing i would pitch to someone i wouldn't think it ever would become a reality but apparently there's multiple of them and uh, at least for me that stereotype plays out pretty well and i'm sure betty would love the fact that she could just leave me in some sort of like husband's play place and then go have a whole day of shopping and show back up and i wouldn't be complaining the whole time uh, i gotta take a quick break betty got the job for real on her own 
Uh, but my my cousin, you know, he might be coming in, Vinny, in a few weeks. I don't know. More people might get jobs here soon. And then we're all going to have a talk, because once I have enough family members in here, people are going to start treating me pretty nice. Uh, this bump goes out to Bad Bad Leroy, who lives here in uh, in Bloomington. But apparently he's an East Coast guy. He's from Massachusetts. And he just wanted to let me know that if I need some help straightening out some of my coworkers around here, Leroy's capable of helping me out. So... You know, it's good to know. That's good to know that you guys are out there, that the Italians, the East Coast Italians are everywhere. You know, you gotta, you gotta watch what you say is all I'm saying. That's, I don't want, I don't want things to get too crazy here. And actually, this would absolutely be used against me. If, if you guys get hurt, if one of you falls at some point in the next few days, Neil, it, I will be blamed for this, and this will be played in court when I'm blamed for it. They'll be like, Craig obviously attacked this person. He threatened them on the air. We've got this all on tape. Yeah, so I know, I'm exactly. Not, yeah. I, I saw you turning it in. You're actually <laughs> dialing 911 as this is happening. I'm not the Italian to do it. I'm just the one that, you know, might have encouraged some other guy. That's not That's not illegal, I don't think. That's how laws work in the East Coast. Yeah. Is that how they work? I'm not sure. Okay, all right, that's a good talk. Uh, before we move on too much, you were covering a breaking story all day today, and I wonder uh, if you have any information on this fire, any of the latest. Uh, I know I'm switching gears to something a little bit heavier, but you were you were Mr. Reporter all morning, so I wanted to know... What you found out and what information you know you can share with our listeners? Yeah, there was a fire earlier this morning uh, in South Bloomington. Uh, it was in the 8900 block of Blooming Grove Road. That's right near Crestwood Country Club. It's actually kind of on the Country Club is where that house was. It happened pretty early this morning, right around six o'clock, um, and that's all according to it was the Bloomington Township Fire Protection that responded, uh, and their chief Tom Willen I spoke to a little bit earlier this afternoon. Uh, pretty serious fire. The the house did. Sustain sustained some pretty heavy damage. It, it might be a complete loss. They're still trying to determine. Um, and also, there was an injury to a firefighter, a minor injury, according to uh, that fire chief, Tom Willen. Uh, that firefighter was taken to the hospital for some minor injuries. Part of the ceiling, they said, kind of came down, uh, landed on the firefighter. So he suffered some minor injuries. They took him to a local hospital, make sure he's okay. Other than that, there were no other injuries reported. Nobody was inside the home. Uh, supposedly, the homeowner had actually left for work right around 5 5.30 this morning, and again, the fire happened at, at about 6.10 is when the fire department was called. So uh, the American Red Cross is helping out that homeowner, and they're still trying to determine. State Fire Marshal's office had to come in, and they're still investigating what caused this fire. So they're still trying to figure that out, but that's kind of the latest that we have this afternoon on that. Way to go. I mean, honestly, you were covering the phones all day. I thought you were jetting out of here several times to cover things. <laughs> I, that was I wish impressive. I, I didn't, we didn't catch it early enough. I would have tried to have gone out there and kind of mm -hmm. see what was going on. But, yeah, that's, that's the latest we have as, uh, as of this afternoon. So they're still trying to determine what caused it. But good to hear. I mean, other than the yes. firefighter did suffer some minor injuries. Seems like he's okay, though. Uh, there were no other injuries or fatalities from this. So Yeah, no, and you need to be heralded more for your journalistic, uh, um, you know, thing there your attack that went on uh, good job neil <laughs> you are one of the treasured people here at the station because i think you'd cover stuff like that uh, every day with uh, tenacity so oh, good i job, appreciate right? it thank yeah, you no problem uh, we're going to take a break here and then we got a lot more to talk about uh, there's a rumor that the la chargers who just moved to la from san diego recently may move to london would it make sense to have an nfl team in london you're listening to the great Collins show on wjbc this is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Uh, I'm with you guys till 6 o'clock today. And then I think we have sports, right? We have an ISU game tonight, Neil? 
It's the start of the season for the there Redbirds. Yes. Yep. Right. Six o'clock is when the coverage starts. Tip nice. off is at seven. I believe I gave away tickets to this game, so hopefully there's some Craig Collins listeners there. You should all get together, all mingle with each other, introduce each. I don't know how that would happen. Can they just show, I think you got to make a poster or something. Yeah. That way, when you get there, right, you just hold there it up. Go. It's kind of like when you go if you have a or you know chauffeur what? at the airport when they're down and they have your name. Just everybody write. Craig Collins show on a little That's a great idea. poster, and they show up. I'm going to uh, throw out a worse idea, and we'll see what people do. Your idea is good, Neil, because it makes sense, and people could do it correctly. How about this? Everyone who won tickets from my show, wear a letter on your shirt. Don't coordinate. I don't care what letter it is. Attempt to spell Craig or Craig Collins, but really... Go rogue and pick any letter you want that's in my name, and hopefully enough people show up with all the letters, or you're just going to have, like, the K show. Um, but, yeah, we'll do it either way. Can either we... have your own individual signs or pick a letter and hope that everyone's really lucky tonight. Or you just paint a letter right on your stomach. Kinda there we like go. You get, you know, the people that will draw the letters and you spell, like, the team name. How okay. How do you do that? That's also an option. Pick one person who won tickets to bring paint with, bring spray paint with, and force everyone else who won tickets to spray paint a letter to their chest. This is an idea that I can get behind. It might not go really well. Uh, in the first hour of this show, I've done a lot of things that I think are, are probably not going to end well with me in, uh, in court. I think that that's uh, another <laughs> thing I'm encouraging people to do that would be uh, probably not okay. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, who just moved from San Diego uh, two years ago, are already contemplating leaving, although their owner is using profanity to say that it's a completely crap story out of TheAthletic.com. They're known for being very, very good journalists, and the report says that the idea was broached and that league personnel kind of pinpointed the Chargers as a team who might consider it. And even though they're claiming that they're they're absolutely invested in being a part of L.A., uh, I don't know. A team in London is, is an idea that they tease a lot. Uh, it happens in baseball, too, moving teams overseas who are underperforming, like Tampa Bay, uh, for example. The Rays are a team that doesn't draw well. I was in Tampa Bay this year and saw the Yankees play them. And it was full of Yankee fans because, for whatever reason, people don't go to those games. Even though the Rays were a very good baseball team this year, uh, they didn't have fans till the playoffs. So, I don't know. I, are the Chargers struggling to bring in a fan base in L.A.? I, I don't think so. It's only been two years. It's kind of a, a quick trigger to even think about that. But do we get to a point where we start to have teams overseas like that and the commute each week is, is tremendous? I mean, I, I know it probably doesn't make sense for baseball and how often they travel, but uh, football, I guess you could you can make this work. They already play games over there every so often. So if a team was based out of, you know, um, London or somewhere else, would that, you know, hugely impact the way that it probably brings a lot more fandom to those places, which I, I know that our, our sports teams very much care about pulling in fans from all over the world. So maybe it's a thing that'll happen. Uh, it's just weird that the Chargers are the team that are rumored to be a huge part of that. Uh, it's cuffing season. Do you know what cuffing season is, Neil? I would believe is that uh, wedding, getting married. Uh, that's a good guess. No. It's, it's Well, no. So this is the time of year where a single person, because of all the holidays coming up, decides to cuff themselves to one person. This oh. is a temporary relationship that you would have for a few months just to get through the holidays. Say you've got a good friend or maybe it's a a casual acquaintance that maybe there's some level of interest between both of you there. You just kind of dive in and say, okay, for for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, through all the holidays, we're a couple, sort of. So I'm bringing you to all these events, and then most of these relationships don't make it uh, after 
that time. But there are some cities that are notorious for this kind of thing. It gets colder. You're looking for someone to spend time with. And uh, places like New York, Denver, uh, places that don't have very great weather, uh, typically see a lot more of these temporary relationships crop up. Places like San Diego, Houston don't struggle with it as much. Uh, one of the worst cities, though, on this list of people pulled for, you know, how this happens is apparently El Paso, Texas, which kind of surprised me that Texas doesn't have bad weather to deal with. But maybe for some reason that community struggles a lot with going rogue to the Thanksgivings and the Christmases. Um, but, yeah, right now, if you're a single person and you want to find someone to take to those family events, that's perfectly normal. It is called cuffing season. And uh, according to Match.com, the best city to find someone is Indianapolis or San Diego. And that's for an actual relationship. So either one. You can go to those places to find a, a real relationship or just, you know, uh, see how things work with that one person that you kind of think you might sort of like, but you're not totally positive. We're only like two hours from Indy. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Drive on over. See, yeah, anyone looking for a, a substantial relationship, just take <laughs> a trip to Indy right before your Thanksgiving event and see who you meet. And then bring that person to Thanksgiving dinner with the family. That that's a great plan. And then call you and let them know that they that this happened. If, right. If this does happen, then you call the Craig Collins show and you let us know. We're just going to connect all the dots all day today, Neil, and then show up to an ISU game with yeah. a random letter painted to your chest, and hopefully the person you're sort of dating, and I use air quotes, is willing to spell out another letter in my name. Because really it's all about me at the end of the day. That's right. I just need more people to show up to ISU games with letters that are in Craig Collins. Because if I'm not telling you which letter to wear, I need a lot of people to do it before we get enough to spell out the name correctly. All right, I've got to take a break here. More Craig Collins Show next. My wife will be in to make some NFL picks. Uh, and actually, we're just going to go rogue and make picks on all kinds of other things, too, uh, for sports games coming up this week. I think there's some cool college games. She might feel like she's an expert in picking. And uh, one listener can send me a message. They can try to contact me on Facebook at Craig Collins Show. They can call in here to pick against her while I'm in a commercial break, or I can even put you on the air. And you will win a prize if you beat Betty. But she's two for two right now beating uh, experts that we've had on the show. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if you can beat Betty. She is our NFL pick, et cetera, expert. This is the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. And uh, I don't usually agree with things that China does and the Chinese government does. And I probably don't. You know what? As I read through this, I don't think I agree with everything they've done here. But I think... Let me say it this way. I think their heart is in the right place, the government, uh, as they're trying to do something. There is a, an article out of Hong Kong uh, that says that the Chinese government is trying to restrict the amount of games that younger people, minors, play, the amount of video gaming that they do, uh, and certainly getting the government involved and in going as far as they go, and I'll tell you all the, the different rules they lay out, is probably way too intense, but there is some level of value in getting you know younger people to not spend as much time on on video games even though you could wind up with a scholarship to a college because that that's a thing now esports is a big giant thing so maybe a few exceptions to this rule can apply uh, but for the most part i've seen a lot of studies recently saying that the amount of screen time uh, a younger person is is allowed the more potential effects it could have that are negative on their their thought processes on their, you know, just mental capabilities. Uh, but so the Chinese government is outlining a, a, a law that says that if you're under 18 years old, you cannot play video games at all online during the week between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. So there is a curfew. After 10 p.m., if you're a minor, you have to 100% be off of your game consoles and, and not, you know, doing anything video game-esque 
until 8 a.m. the next day. Uh, you can actually also only play 90 minutes of video games a day. These are where it gets way too intense. Um, and I honestly, this is something that parents should be doing, not a not a government. Um, but you can play three hours per day on weekends and public holidays. But I guess in part of the way that they'd sort of monitor this is your online activity. Uh, China certainly has a, a lot of capability to control how much access you have compared to other countries like ours. And so maybe you'd be putting in your information and they'd be able to monitor you based on, on you know what Internet account you're using. And I'm sure there's ways to get around this stuff. People are smart. Uh, young kids are smart. They can probably figure out how to prevent any of these kind of rules. But, again, I think their heart is in the right place. Uh, gamers aged between 8 and 16 will also be uh, monitored on how much money they're spending on video games. They will not be allowed to put more than $29 on their collective online accounts for video game purposes uh, per month. And they will have a maximum of about $57 that they can put at any one time if, say, you know, I don't know, I guess there's some sort of rolling aspect to that. But these are 16 to 18-year-olds as well can put a certain amount of money in. So it's interesting. It's certainly going really, really far to to try to curb what could be a more innocent but somewhat uh, real problem that kids are playing a lot of video games. A spokesperson for the news agency in China said that the uh, the rule is 100% to uh, create clear Internet space and protect the physical and mental health of our minors. This notice has emphasized us on the responsibility of the corporations and has ex- executed the government's duty to supervise the problem. Uh, that's a lot of words. Um, but, yeah, so China now has a curfew. So if, if you are playing Fortnite late at night and it's a young child that's beating the crap out of you and talking smack, which any time I play Fortnite happens to me, any time I log in, I will be called every single time that I am a uh, um, a a camper, which apparently means you don't run around the board very much. You just sit and wait to be killed. And then I get shot, and every time I, I get beat in one of these very popular games, it's a it's a very young voice yelling at me in my headset telling me that I'm a terrible, terrible player. But at least more of these kids now... Maybe that's that's the whole goal here, is that older people who aren't as good at games can play late at night when all the kids who are really good get off the games. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's some level of of value in a in an otherwise kind of complicated thing. The government shouldn't be forcing you to do stuff like this, but, you know, uh, it, would it be so bad this actually is in line with the Craig Collins uh, holiday idea? I, I want to make an idea that connects to the show somehow because you've got to promote yourself where we all put down any kind of technology and i love technology but we put it down for just an hour once a year and we all go to a park there's a bunch of frisbees and stuff there and we just we see what happens we see if we interact more than we normally do because we can't have technology for one hour um yeah it's an interesting idea to say the least and we'll see how it works we'll see if they can actually I, i don't imagine that any kids would get like in serious legal trouble because of this but you never know uh all right i gotta take a break we got a lot more coming up on the craig collins show uh do you believe in ugly smoker face is ugly smoker face a thing that you've noticed uh this term was coined way back in the 1980s i shouldn't say way back i was born in the 1980s but in the 1980s this was a very popular thing to to talk about Uh, obviously with the increase in e-cigarettes and vaping Um, And actually, some of the dangers that have come out recently uh, with those items, people are smoking now more than they they have in a while. Um, In 2010, the amount of movies depicting smoking was up about 120 percent. 
Uh, that jumped even higher by 2018. So it's becoming more and more a social norm to, at some point in your life, smoke again, even though there's a lot of stats out there that it's very, very bad for you, including making you less less attractive. Uh, some of the ways in which your physical appearance is impacted by smoking and probably impacted by e-cigarettes and vaping. Uh, your teeth turn yellow. You gain more cavities. You have an increased risk of losing your teeth at a young age. You, uh, it makes your skin dry. It puts more wrinkles on your body and more wrinkles on your face, making you look older. You'll develop telltale signs, including a, a puckering near your mouth. Uh, depending on when you start smoking, too, these symptoms can set in as early as your early 30s. So the CDC is warning people that ugly smoker face, it's still a thing. If you are the kind of person that's that's doing this kind of stuff, you might want to reconsider, at least uh, younger people might, because there's going to be a lot of adverse side effects that we all know about. That's the thing that, that kind of, I don't, okay, I don't know how to talk about this, because every time we would do this on other shows that I've done in the past, there's always like vaping guy who calls in and gets very, very mad, or vaping guy will text in and be like, come on, man, vaping is so much healthier than smoking. It's so much better for you, and a lot of people are doing it. But I don't know that that's true, and I just I don't get how we, we got to a place where this is popular again. It was dying out. People who smoked years ago and didn't know the side effects of it would tell you that they regret it. Um, why? Why is this? Th- I'm, I'm honestly a little bit serious. I, I don't know if I can make light of this. Why is smoking so popular again? What, what about it is, is cool? Um, because apparently at least it is. And maybe it's just the fact that everything's flavored. Is that what it is? That the vaping is, Neil, do you vape? I, I do not. Okay. I, I have tried it. I'll be honest and say I've tried it. But no, I do not on a regular basis. Do you have any friends who are vaping guy? Uh, is there a I vaping have, buddy? Yeah, I have a couple that do vape quite quite regularly. Yeah. Do they tell you it's healthier than no, the smoking? No, I, none of them that are the vape. Yeah, vape. On the Craig Collins Show. Can you outpick the champ? You want answers? One listener will win a prize, even if you can't top our expert. Welcome to the Thunderdome, people. Welcome to the Thunderdome. How do you like that, Betty? We're calling this the Thunderdome now. I like it. It, it is intense. Great. It sounds like you're going to fight a, uh, a <laughs> listener. Yeah, I'm ready to fight. Are, are you? Yes. Anyone that uh, doesn't know, which is most people out there, Betty is about five feet tall and maybe 105, <laughs> 10 hey, pounds. Hey, hey. You know, if you're, oh, okay, don't talk about it. All right, never mind. I, I won't mention how much you weigh, but I'm not, I wouldn't guess that you'd win a lot of fights, hon. Uh, well, it doesn't take like the size of your body, it takes your. To fight? Yes. That's right. That's true. It's, yeah. yeah, there's a saying about a dog, right? It's the yeah. fight in the dog, not the size of the dog that exactly. wins. Yeah. There you go. Uh, real quick, I want to mention that it's the 4K, 4 o'clock word of the daytime. You can win $1,000 if you text LIVE, L-I-V-E, to 95819. That's LIVE to 95819. We'll text you back to confirm your entry. Data and message rates may apply. It's 4K a day with AM 1230 WJBC. Before we get to your picks, Betty, uh, which I'm sure you're 2-0, and o, by the way. You beat Sam, our expert, in the first week, and you beat Dan, our expert, in the second week. So you have yet to lose on the Craig Collins Show picking sports teams, picking events. So I, I assume you're just going to keep going with that. Are you surprised, by the way, that you're so good at this? Uh, no, I have a lucky uh, charm on, on my pocket. I that's true. You right. It. That's right. You told me last week that you carry around a lucky charm, and that's how you know. We should... St- Probably start putting money on your bets, though, Betty. Probably, yeah. Right. We'd be uh, yeah. a lot richer. I mean, I don't want to become addicted to to it, but I mean, 
It is money. That's funny that you say that because <laughs> you love the little slot machines in the uh, in the bars. I didn't love them like uh, three months ago, I guess. No, but you start winning five, ten bucks every time you go, and now Betty's a little addicted to the slot machine. No, right? I know when when I should stop. Oh, you do? Yes. You okay. Do. Well, you don't lose, so that's part of the. Yeah. You don't I need to stop yet. Twenty bucks, and I stop <laughs> right there, and then you put in two dollars, and you yeah. walk away with twenty most <laughs> yeah, times. Exactly. It's incredible. Before we get to the picks, though, you like to review. Some TV shows out there. You watch The Voice, which is a very popular TV show. So what did you think of this last week's episode? Taylor Swift is the mega coach, which I'm a much bigger Taylor Swift fan than you are. But what do you think uh, how she's doing on the show? Well, I just love to see the reactions of the contestants, like when they see Taylor Swift in the show. Um, and if they're, if they're young, they freak out a yes, lot. Yes, yeah, yeah, they collapse. Like yeah, they, they, they melt. Yeah, they it's do. funny. And they all say that like they love her and they've loved her their whole lives, which is weird that Taylor Swift is now getting that. When you have a 16-year-old contestant on a singing competition that said she's loved Taylor Swift since she was five, Actually, the, we're in a weird world. The youngest contestant is like, uh, she's 13 years old. 13. Yes. Yeah, there's two. There's a 12-year-old and a 13. 13 and 14. Oh, 13 and 14. Hello, okay. Sunday. She's, Hello, she's Sunshine now. or something, Sun, right? Yeah, something like that. Sunday? Maybe it's Hello, Hello Sunday. Sunday. We yeah, found yeah, it. Yeah. We got Hello, it. Hello, Sunday. You're an expert. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And so you like them a lot? Yeah, those the two kids. Yeah. Yeah, they are great. And they're very intense, they actually. They are pretty good. They, yeah. they seems like they are practicing, I don't know, since six years old. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, since forever ago. Yeah. And they, they both seem to be very serious. They're like professionals stepping up there. Yeah, they're 13 yeah. and 14 years old, and they're beating people twice their age each week on the show. Yeah. Uh, how's everything else going? I, I, I know there's been a lot of jokes between Blake and Gwen Stefani. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's a lovely couple, what I can say. I, I love You saw them, them holding hands the other day and you, yeah, like, started like, making noises? Yeah, I went sitting yeah. down in his lab, which is weird, like, in front of That is me. weird on TV. Yeah, 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 but, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they get married. I think everybody expects that. <laughs> so, wait, you'll be disappointed if Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton do not get married? Yeah, well, but you'd never know with Addis out there. I mean, yeah. Blake Shelton, I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's his third relationship, like, uh, well, you actually have it, you formal. haven't counted. Okay. Yeah. He married like twice before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just feel like he's just scared to commit. <laughs> Again, I love that you have that much analysts. I, I like that, that during The Voice, you're really trying to pick apart that relationship and see where they're going. And right now, Blake Shelton, if you're out there, if you somehow listen to The Craig Collins Show, just know Betty's a phone call away. If you need a little bit of coaching on how to commit to Gwen <laughs> Stefani, don't be afraid. Come on, Blake Shelton. Don't Come on. be afraid. Just this, propose. Get married. This is don't fantastic. Scared, yeah. Hashtag Craig Collins Show. Blake, don't be afraid. Uh, <laughs> that's what should start trending. All right. You want to do some picks? Sure. Okay. Oh, by the way, you're watching one other show on Netflix, which is uh, relatively new. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, this weird because I don't, I don't even know the name of the show because it's like rap. It's about rap. Um, it's another musical competition. Yes. Cardi B is one of the judges, yeah. and they're judging rap artists that are yeah. aspiring and trying to get famous in different areas. I think in New York City is one of the places they go. In New York City, California, they mm -hmm. go to different places, like the biggest cities in, in the U.S. Why do you like that show so much? Well, I told you before that I, I find it pretty interesting because uh, the contestants, they wrote their stuff. Like, yeah. It's not just like, yeah, I'm going to sing somebody else's uh, song out there. They actually wrote uh, their stuff and they they sing. And, and with rapping, they're saying a lot more words yes. than like a regular singer. Yeah. So they're writing like paragraphs and, of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. For yeah. me as a second language uh, speaker, <laughs> it makes me like... Uh, drown in my n knowledge of English and Spanish and I don't know 
but you um, feel like you're getting a little bit better? Do you have any? Maybe you should start wrapping some stuff on the show for us. Maybe wrap a little Cardi B, the clean stuff. You can't say the any of the dirty stuff. words. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. dirty words. But maybe words I'll print you out some some rap lyrics and you can try to perform them on the show sometime. <laughs> oh my god! Do you want to do it, Betty? Sure. Okay. I, you're good at everything you try, so I'm sure mm-hmm. there's like an Eminem buried inside you, and you're just gonna start rapping, and it'll take off. Sure. It'll be incredible. All right, let's get to some picks. I want you to pick a basketball game. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, this basketball game means kind of a lot to me because I'm a fan of one of the two Bones? teams. No, it's it's college basketball. Oh, okay. Uh, one team is ranked, and they're going to be very, very good this year. Mm-hmm. The other team is not currently ranked, and people aren't sure how good they'll be. But you'll be able to tell which team I want you to pick. Uh, North Carolina is playing Notre Dame. North Carolina is playing the University of Notre Dame. It's a big game. Some people think Notre Dame's good enough to win that game. What's your Betty pick? Well, I think uh, you want me to say Notre Dame. No, no, no. You pick what you want to pick. <laughs> no, I, I will pick that. Um, you will pick Notre Dame? Yes, I will pick Why Notre do you pick Notre Dame? Because of me? Because of you and because of your roots and because uh, I think, I mean, Notre Dame is a great school. It is uh, a great school. They're not always a great basketball team. <laughs> no, but it's the greatest great. school. Right, exactly. I've been there. I, 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 I walked through like the campus and it's amazing. Yeah, you went to the grotto and stuff at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, and you, you also go to the library. I think you've been to every library oh of God, every yes. college I you go libraries. to. <laughs> There's two things. If Betty goes and visits a college, she needs to see the, the church. church if there is one. And then the library. And the library. You need yeah. to see them. And the coffee. And then get the coffee. Turn, yeah, right, the yeah, turn, as many times yes. as possible. Uh, all right, so two more games I'm going to have you pick. This one is a, a big one. This is big to me again, probably not to a lot of other people. The New York football giants are playing the New York Jets. Oh, my God. Two New York Are you surprised? They play each other. Who's going to win on Sunday? Uh, I guess Jets. What, you picked the Jets? Yes. Because of all my family? Because they're uh, all Jets fans? Because they're Jets and the ah. Jets are pretty fast oh that hurts the team that's not well but the giants yes jets are fast the planes are fast yes. but giants are huge they can uh, stop jets jets are okay. fast enough. if you've seen king kong though the big thing king usually kong. beats the the planes. Well, there's a fantasy jets are actually a real thing <laughs> that's true it is king kong is a fantasy movie and jets that was an awesome you just won that argument very very well betty mm-hmm. uh, okay one more pick and then i'll let you go these are the betty picks you can pick against her and someone does win a prize, uh, whether or not you beat her. We don't care if you beat Betty. You'll win a prize no matter what just for picking against her. But uh, she's undefeated, so I don't like your chances. I'm going to give you Miami and Indianapolis. What are you thinking? You've been to one of those two places. Which yeah. one do you think will win the game, Miami or Indianapolis? Um, well, even though it sounds like Miami could lost, I don't know why, I, I feel like... They will. You but just feel like <coughs> so. You just got a feeling right now that Miami's out. Yes. Okay. So. But but I'm still picking Miami. Oh, you're gonna pick Miami, but you you don't feel good about that last pick. Yeah. All right. These are the Betty picks. You were you just entered the Thunderdome. Do you like your intro, Betty? Your new intro. I for love the, my intro. Yeah, you do. That guy's pretty. Tough. You want to hear it again? Sure. Okay, we'll play it one more time for you. This is the Betty picks on the Craig Collins show. The Craig Collins Show. Can you outpick the champion? Betty picks time on the Craig Collins Show. Can you outpick the champ? You want answers? One listener will win a prize, even if you can't top our expert. Welcome to the Thunderdome, people. You feel like you're in the Thunderdome now, Betty? You feel like yeah. you did a good job in the Thunderdome? I see you dancing. Yep, yep. I, I feel pretty good about your picks. All right, more Craig Collins Show next. i got to take a break here, but great job. And uh, just again, you want to repeat your message to Blake Shelton? 
Yes. Just settle down with Gwen Stefani already, yes, right? Yes, wait, come on. Just like propose, get married, <laughs> be happy forever and ever. Do it before the end of the season. They need the ratings. Yes, they need they need ratings. They should, he should propose right there in, in, the, in the TV show. Man, I really hope he does. I don't even know what that would mean about your ability to predict things. If anybody out there is a podcast listener, a fan of podcasts, uh, you know that people are much more candid in that world than anywhere else. I have a weird story about rapper T.I. and his family that he, he admitted this on a podcast and I don't know if he realizes how weird this is, but I, I don't want to get to it first. I want to talk about normal stuff, and then I'm still debating. You could Google it. Maybe I won't Maybe I won't talk about it at all. I'm. It's such a weird story. Okay, before I talk about T.I. and the podcast he was on, Ladies Like Us, uh, two women that host the podcast interview celebrities about, you know, their family lives, uh, the average party costs about $197. Did you realize that? If someone throws a party, about 12 people are usually on the guest list for any any party. Uh, this requires about 10 hours of preparation, and it'll cost the person throwing the party about $200. And people who throw parties apparently throw enough of them that they throw about seven a year to run them a grand total of about 1500 bucks that you spend on parties. Some of the stats they found in this in this study is that um, the average amount of planning is about two hours and five minutes just to conceptualize what to do at a party. Then there's two hours of shopping to get all the right stuff, two hours and four minutes to set things up, two hours and seven minutes to cook. And this is obviously a, a fancy party because people don't, if you're younger, I don't know that we always go to parties where people cook, unless it's a Friendsgiving. At that, I think people cook, but your average get-together, depending on what age you are, I don't think food is always served. And then there's an hour and 58 minutes to clean everything up for the, the hosts. So it's a, it's a long 10 hour or so commitment. And I guess it depends on who you have in your life and what kind of parties they throw or if you're the party thrower, because I don't think I'd put this much effort into things. By the way, the survey does mention that if you go BYOB, you don't want to serve drinks. You let people bring them. Only 45% of people actually do it. So 55% of the people you're inviting are going to show up and drink for free. I don't know if that sounds right to you, Neil, if that's how parties are. Do you have a party thrower in your in your household? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I, since we've moved into our new place here in town, uh, we had a lot of people, a lot of our friends over quite a bit this summer with uh, have a little back deck set up. We nice. had, got a grill out there. So okay. uh, we did a lot of barbecuing outside as much as we could. And You yeah, bought we the would, food? Uh, a lot of the time we would, yeah. You I bought mean, the drinks? Uh we would always supply a little bit, but people would normally show up with, you know, some beer or whatever, you know, they wanted to drink. Okay. But then people would also, they would always chip in, whether they brought, you know, maybe some type of side or, you know, somebody might stop and grab, a, you know, some burgers well, or dogs, me, depending on what we were doing. Let me ask you this, because the way that they got to $200 on the survey was kind of interesting to me. It said like 67 bucks on alcohol, $71 on food, and then this one surprised me. Sixty bucks on decorations? Do you decorate for no. these parties? Okay. I, and if you consider, we did invest in some very, very cheap uh, tiki torches that we kind of stuck around the deck. It sounds so like that, decorations. That was ten dollars worth, but that, okay. but that was a one-time you know purchase because then we had it out there the whole summer. What do you um, think? And you're... the on, only other decoration we had, we bought one of those candles. That mm. is supposed to keep the mosquitoes away. Nice. I mean, yeah. it's kind it's a of a de- candle. Yeah, it's kind of decor- decorative, uh-huh. I guess. I mean, and then you have the banners with your names on them and all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How yeah. much money do you think you're in right now, party throwing on just the two of you? For just my girlfriend and I? Yeah. How much do you think you spent this summer hosting uh, people? I would say 
and what was the number again? About two hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars per, per party, so about fourteen hundred uh, bucks a year. I would say we're at probably see we were smart again. We would have people. It wasn't like we were supplying everything, sure. but we would you know try to buy a little bit of each. I would say we're probably north of at least for the this past summer at least north of four hundred, maybe five hundred bucks. Oh man. Uh, newsman Neil has spent $500 on parties. I'm going to start yeah. a GoFundMe for you right now. Yeah. We're going to get listeners involved, raise the funds for you, because that's a, that's a pretty piece of cash well, for uh, us radio guys. Yeah, I mean, we don't, well, we're not well, paid as well as some other people. And it, what I'm saying. Know, it was a team effort. You know, okay. it, it, you know, my girlfriend also would help. You know, she yeah. makes the, the big bucks She's in got the relationship, a fancy, oh, but okay. uh, working at State Farm. So. Yeah, because <laughs> if, you, if you go to a radio party with other radio people, it's not the same. <laughs> the amount of things we supply, if they weren't free from somebody, are, uh, are limited. Let's say it that way. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Have do you listen to podcasts? Are you a podcast fan? I will. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't do it religiously, but I, I have at times, and I will okay. at times. Yes. Well, this story is going to make you uncomfortable, so it's okay if uh, <laughs> I don't hear any more from Neil during this segment. Uh, and by the way, you can actually listen to my show. My show is podcast, the Craig Collins Show. Two forms of it. You got the whole show out there somewhere, and then you've got some highlight clips and some interview segments, and that's on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. You can subscribe and get my show on your phone whenever you want it. Uh, but T.I., rapper T.I., did an interview on a podcast called Ladies Like Us. Uh, he was talking to the two hosts about his 18-year-old daughter, and he made a startling revelation in this conversation. He said that he's worried about, and uh, let me make sure that I quote all this correctly. Uh, this is T.I. talking about his daughter. He said, the thing is, she's 18, just graduated high school. She's attending college uh, her first year coming up, and she's still figuring herself out. And yes... Not only have we had that conversation, but we take yearly trips to the doctor to make sure that she hasn't done something that he's not aware of her doing. I don't know how better to explain this without being more more graphic. He was fairly graphic in the conversation, but so it's it's shocking to me. The host then started yelling at him, saying someone got to they have to check on DJ, his daughter, to make sure she's you know safe and not it sounds like she's a prisoner and it was all in fun it was all you know in jest but but ti is going to the extreme to make sure to protect his daughter from a relationship or stuff that he doesn't think she's ready for by taking her to the doctor each year and having them do a checkup to make sure she's being honest with him these are the kind of things that it's a microphone. A microphone was on and you were talking to people and the internet's a thing. This story's going to spread all over the place. He can't actually think this is a smart idea that he's doing like she's 18, too by the way. It's not like she's she's, you know, I I'm dumbfounded by the fact that this is a thing that it's out there in the world uh, and that this this famous person would admit to this on the show. Um and yeah. As I predicted, Neil, it's okay. You you can shy away from having yeah, a comment I'm on this conversation. Kind of listening. Just kind of listening. That's <laughs> totally fine. I need to have a sounder for when Neil's like, I I would like to just be a observer at this well, point. There's certain yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll chime in when I can, but that one I might. I mean, uh, I just kind of listen to you explain that that's, one more. Well, fine. And I think yeah. I did as good of a job oh, as I could oh, without yeah. making it an earmuff situation for the kids <laughs> in the car. Uh, but just you know, I guess a macro version of this conversation is why do people admit crazy things on podcasts? You're still, it's like the person who goes on social media and says something insane and forgets their name is is connected to it. This is, this is a thing that's out there now, and I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with this level of parenting. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the stark minority for people thinking this is an okay level of input to have on your daughter's life. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about recycling to, to cleanse the palate. 
You're back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Neil and I are going to do an in-depth conversation about T.I.'s recent podcast appearance for the next, I think, hour on the show, right? You want to do full, all the reactions we can yeah, possibly that would, have. That would be, yeah, that sounds be very great. enjoyable. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, you sound so happy. I think I'm going to do that now. It'll be a goal once a day to hit a topic that makes Neil incredibly uncomfortable. I actually have another one about fake funerals. Does that sound like it, it's... Un- I don't want to say it makes me uncomfortable, but it just, I don't really know... No, it's okay. What my, uh, I don't really know if I have much of an opinion on it, if I I just I well, really and want to chime in on that. You're a newsman, well, so you, right, you do have right. to stay, you know, maybe T.I. pops up in the news at some point. Sure. you got to stay in the middle on that. That's you right. can't have too big of a, a bias either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fake funerals, does that sound like we're getting back into the wheelhouse? Uh, no comment, well, I'm Neil? Inter- I'm interested to see what, I'm, okay. if it's a story or what, what happened there. I don't know. <laughs> I love your willingness to yeah, try. You know what? Uh, that's coming up in the next hour. We also have Pat Brady actually coming up on the show. We're not going to talk about uh, fake funerals with him. Um, we're going to talk about all different kinds of things, including there's a big thing going on tomorrow uh, dealing with political corruption in Chicago. So that's a, a, you know, an easy, a simple topic for Pat and I to discuss um, the amount of corruption that's going on in politics in the city and how they're trying to maybe address some of those concerns. I have Kim Commando coming up, so I do have to take a break real soon. Uh, but I do want to tease this, too. I have a story about a couple. Um, they want to live debt-free, so they sold everything they own. They do have a, a baby girl, and they do have a dog. They chose to buy a ex-military bus. They named the bus Juan because when you have an important um, vehicle in your life, you do have to name it. That's a requirement. Uh, it was about $8,000 to buy the bus, and they're living in it. They're living in, living, living in the bus, driving throughout the country, and they're both very excited. Um, they are 31 and 29 years old, and... You know, this is one way to be debt-free, I guess. I'll, I'll provide more details later on, but now it's time for a break, and Kim Commando coming up in just a second. Then more Craig Collins show, and that great conversation about T.I. is in the whole last part of the show. Just Neil is going to have all the takes. I can't wait to hear. Uh, William's 31 years old. His wife, Kristen, is 29. That's William Watson and Kristen. Uh, they were living in, I think it was Florida. Where were they living? Yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, and they decided they wanted to be debt-free. They wanted to live the rest of their lives debt-free. So they spent their savings, which they had about $24,000 in savings, to pay off a bunch of debt. They then also sold uh, Will's old truck to buy an ex-military bus, which they nicknamed um, Juan, uh, for eight grand. And they they chose to move the family onto the the bus. They actually have a a young girl. Her name is Rome. Um, Kristen got pregnant last September and gave birth to, to their daughter. And so Rome's on the bus with them. They actually also have a pet dog named Rush. So Rush and Rome hang out with Will and Kristen. They drove from Florida all the way to Canada, Nova Scotia, Canada, so 16,000 miles just kind of traveling around. They said they both love to travel. Will owns his own creative video company. Of course he does. So he says he enjoys travel. Kristen spent her college years backpacking. I'm quoting him now around different countries. And I was a Boy Scout, so we both love the outdoors. Uh, we looked at a handful of different other bus and living arrangement options, and we just felt like there were issues with all of them. We could have done it by going into debt, he said, but we wouldn't have felt free. Being debt-free feels amazing. When we check our bank balance now, we have a sense of peace and security. We have even been able to save money since moving into our tiny home or tiny bus, and we are in the best place we have ever been in our entire lives. Their families also support them, according to the couple. Our families have been super supportive about our adventures, and they especially love that we document everything on YouTube so they can all watch Rome uh, grow up. Of course, it's a YouTube channel, and I'm definitely going to have to check it out now. 
You're listening to the Greg Collins Show on WJBC. My next guest is Pat Brady. You heard Pat a lot on Scott Lachlan's show, uh, and I'm thrilled, Pat, that you'd jump on and join me. You're from Next Generation Strategies. Of course, people know you, though. You uh, are a former chair of the, the state GOP. You're a former federal prosecutor, and uh, you and Scott uh, are friends. Um, so welcome to the show, Pat. Is that Orion Samuelson doing the intro? It is, yeah. I, I asked Orion to do a couple of my intros. Um, I'm going to get some <laughs> by other people because I don't want to push Orion and ask him for like 20, but I got two from Orion. Oh, my God, the legend. I know he is. I know. I'm thrilled that his voice is. And actually, it's funny. I sent him like sillier ones, and he sent me a message back that I could read in Orion's voice being like, I'm sorry, Craig, I can only do the uh, serious ones. I can't do... <laughs> I can't say that uh, you're the best rapper in the Midwest, Craig. That just doesn't make sense. No, he's the greatest. Yeah, uh, he's very nice. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. What's, what's cooking? What do you want to talk about? Well, the first thing I want to talk about, you shared it on social media yesterday. It's actually the 15-year anniversary from when Ronald Reagan um, talked about his Alzheimer's diagnosis and actually wrote what I think was a very important letter to the American people, um, and that happened 15 years ago yesterday. So talk a little bit about that. Actually, it was uh, it was 25 years ago. Oh wow! You know what? Yeah, you're right. My yeah, math yeah, is 19, terrible. 19, wow, my math is bad. 19, 25. Yeah, 1994. In in his retirement years, he had an office out in Century City in, in Los Angeles, top of the Fox Plaza building, the old building where they did the, did the Die Hard movie. And so he was there for years. And then in 1994, he he hand wrote that letter, telling the world that. Uh, he had Alzheimer's, and the way he put it was, you know, we think if we share this, meaning he and Nancy, that it'll bring more attention to the issue. And then the best line in there about, you know, as I go into the sunset of my life, I'm always I'm paraphrasing. I'm, I'm always optimistic that it's always morning in America. It, just, it was just one of the, not a very long letter, but very, sure. I think it made the point, and it really brought attention to Alzheimer's. Which is, 25 years ago, people just didn't talk about it that much. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, too, is that this was a topic that wasn't considered something that people could openly discuss. And certainly Reagan was a guy that was known, even though he was an older politician, even when he was elected, as, as a, you know, a very energetic guy. Um, people seemed to, to kind of tag him with that, that, you know, saying that he was an example of, of longevity. And for him to write that... And for it to be as impactful as it was, I think, on a, on a huge cause is an interesting thing. And you obviously, you know, had, had a big connection with Ronald Reagan. So it's good yeah, to talk you know, about it. I was in that office up there. I was at the Justice Department at the time, and we shared office space up there over on the one side of the building. So I'd see him frequently in his retirement mm -hmm. years. And almost a year to the day that he wrote that letter, I got, I got to spend an hour with him uh, just talking. And the, the physical thing, when I met him, probably a couple inches taller than me, but just strong as a, a horse. <laughs> just got up, gave you a big handshake, how you doing? <laughs> Took us around, showed us the bullet he got shot with, had all the, gave us jelly beans. It could not have been wow. nicer. And I ended up talking to him about, I said, you know, I'm from Bloomington, and I played high school football in Eureka, that field out there. We talked Eureka for 20 minutes. We talked <laughs> about football games. He talked about the, the Rock River and the, the saves he made, and he was just a very, very nice, and you can see why he did so well in politics. Just a very engaging, nice man, and been physically as strong as you could imagine. So I think that probably kept him alive uh, a lot longer, maybe than he would have otherwise. But he, he really was—he was amazing. 
Yeah, no, um, that's an awesome story to keep sharing because obviously as we get further and further away from it, it's the kind of thing that I guess we don't talk about enough, but it's it's good to remember that. Um, another thing that's interesting on my mind uh, today, and I actually saw this story, I think there's something happening tomorrow. Uh, Chicago and political corruption are things that are obviously very tied together, and there's some sort of momentum happening, something we're going to fix all the problems. Is that what's happening tomorrow, Pat? No, and it, I think it's, it's been on the radar on the Chicago Tribune front page, but the uh, federal government, the U.S. Attorney's Office there, up here in the FBI and the other agencies have been very active in the last two or three years going after public corruption, and there's been a series of indictments, including the powerful chairman of the fi- uh, City of Chicago Finance Committee, Ed Burke. Uh, there's been a search warrant executed on the Senator Sandoval's office, other search warrants uh, executed. Um, Representative Arroyo, Arroyo was arrested, charged with bribery. So there is a growing momentum here for a very, very big case being built by the feds. And I, I think it might be uh, as big as what happened with Graylord. I think there's really wow. going to be a widespread series of indictments or maybe one big RICO indictment that are really going to have a big impact on the state. And I think the governor and others are now trying to get out ahead of that and announce these new reforms to try to curtail the corruption. But it's been around for a long, long time in, in Chicago and in the state. But we're really at kind of a tipping point because we're really going to see some people in the crosshairs here that are pretty prominent. I'll say two things. I'll say, one, that that's good to get, um, you know, catch people with this kind of stuff. But, two, I'm glad that you said that we're not at a point where we're going to weed out all political corruption in Chicago because that's kind of a badge of honor of the city, right? If you're from Chicago, you somehow have to navigate the the insane stories you hear every so often, the, the things that are going on out there. We can't get rid of all of it. Then where would all the jokes be? Well, you know, we've had enough of it. We probably have a couple thousand years worth of jokes out of it. But, <laughs> and, and, and it is it is funny to joke about it but the reality is that corruption costs taxpayers money oh for sure and the people of the state of illinois get taken for a ride the people of the city of chicago or anywhere there's corruption taxpayers pay for it and i think in this state that's on the brink of financial calamity that for there to be even more corruption around some really big pieces of legislation that the feds are talking about that that's really as funny as it can be and it is funny kind of a sad commentary and we end up paying for it no that's that's right and spoken like a prosecutor you're definitely right that there's people that need to pay for the the crimes they've committed against us um so are there any other big stories that you've seen maybe nationally as far as i mean obviously there's everything going on uh with the president and the impeachment stuff but i think that most people are probably sick of, of talking about that is there anything else that you've seen that's that's a big thing we should know about yeah and i know a lot of people are sick but talking about not some necessarily the impeachment but just kind of the trump <laughs> yeah. stuff, stuff but there are really significant developments in the impeachment proceeding that they're going to actually call live witnesses next week and i know you're too young to remember but i remember watching the watergate hearing and once they got on tv and started talking about some of the bad things that the president and people around him did it really had an, an impact on public opinion but now in this case and the point you make Maybe people are just uh, investigated out or gambled out. I think uh, there's something to be said for that. But it, it is a big development when they're actually going to do 
public hearings, and we'll see more next week. Well, no, actually, you bring up a great point, because right now I think a lot of the way in which the public digests this story is through the lens of the people telling us the story, not necessarily the the public hearings themselves. So we have politicians on the news. We have, you know, um, pundits on the on the news of all different kinds of channels, all different sorts of focuses uh, that tell us the the story. And, and with that conversation, we're likely to check out, I think, in today's day and age. But maybe when we actually hear a lot more of the facts, that it would be a different. It's just a shame, Pat, that we can't have a conversation on TV, on the radio, anywhere where, where most people want to talk about facts. A lot of people seem to want to throw opinion out a lot, right? Yeah, and I, I've been guilty of that myself a few times, throwing some opinion or, or having an agenda or trying to promote a side. And I get that that's kind of part of the game, but this will be the third one now that I've lived through impeachment proceeding, and it's really bad for the country. Yeah. In the 70s, it was terrible for the country what those did. And then in the 90s when they uh, in, voted to impeach Bill Clinton, uh, you know, we took our eye off the ball on what was going on with Osama bin Laden, some of the stuff in the, in the, in the Middle East that we probably should have been paying attention to and not worrying about whether he had sex with an intern. <laughs> this you know, it's just in hindsight, twenty twenty on that, but yeah. that's what I'm not happy at all. The country's going through this. This is terrible. It's right, a, could be a constitutional crisis, and I think most Americans care more about the country than they do about the politics. But facts are facts, and I think the people of this country need to know whether or not the, the president used his power, used his power as president to help him out politically. Sure. Yeah, and and as you said, I think if we get the facts in that way, it might actually influence. Because right now, if you read out out anywhere, the amount of people swayed so far by the information we've seen so far is is very very few people that you know are of their opinions. There hasn't been a lot of impact, even though politicians feel that a lot has happened. The general public doesn't seem to agree quite yet. But you never know. You never know what could be coming down the the pike. Uh, is there anything else that that caught your eye other than? That national stuff, I do have to take a break in a second, and I probably have to let you go, Pat, but I don't want to cut you off. Is there anything else that you think we should have our eye on this week? No, you know, if, if I think people should just enjoy the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a crazy take. You're right. <laughs> take a break. You right. know, turn, off your, turn off your favorite cable news channel, and uh, we'll see you in January. No, right. there's that. <laughs> that's a great no get yeah. the family together go see a movie on thanksgiving don't debate the movie too much just go to one and have a good time <laughs> exactly uh but you know politics is fun to talk I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you in that spot and uh, uh i'm glad to come on so hopefully we can do it again oh no pat i'd love to have you on obviously you and scott had such a great relationship and you know it's um i'd be thrilled to, to keep chatting with you on jbc and keep getting you on man so so thanks for doing yeah. it today go ahead He's the peak. Scott's the best. Thanks, buddy. I'll All talk right. to you. I'll talk to you soon, Pat. Yeah. Uh, this is the Craig Collins Show. we got a lot more coming up after this. I do want to eventually talk about these weird fake funeral things, but there's a good reason why they're doing them, and this is happening in, in Korea, and I'm sure that this will be of great interest to uh, Neil Doyle. The trend is sweeping South Korea. It is sweeping South Korea. It's what they're calling live funerals. More than 25,000 people since 2012 have... Um, been willing to do one of these it's essentially where a person witnesses their funeral while they're still alive the reason for it and sometimes it can be thrust upon someone sometimes it can be their idea to do it is to live a better life essentially they want to see and experience what it would be like to 
to, to, you know, get a sense of how people think where their achievements are, you know, what the, the big takeaways of your life are at a certain point in your life. So then you can improve and do more with your life to, you know, um, I guess uh, live a more filling, fulfilling life, live a fuller life where the amount of things said about you would be different. It's a lot of pressure on the people involved in it, too, because if, like, they know that there's a lesson uh, to be learned here, maybe they're not as nice as they'd be if it were an actual event. I don't know. But the whole purpose of this, and 25,000 people have done one so far, it apparently is a, a thing that's catching on. And people of all ages, by the way, it's people as old as 75 to as young as 28, have asked friends and family to gather and hold a, a fake funeral to see what they'd say and see how you can maybe improve. Uh, we're holding one for Neil Doyle tomorrow. We're bringing in all his friends and family. All his relatives are coming in, and we're going to mourn Neil's passing fictitiously on the air. And uh, I'm going to say a lot of really good things in the three weeks that I've known you, Matt. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I mean, all, all, as long as it's only good things. It, it is. It's I mean, very. Uh, this is interesting. I don't. I don't know about any. Of you, this. You, don't, you don't know what to. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's. I'm going to say when I talk about you tomorrow <laughs> that I remember that time that he chased down that fire story. <laughs> And I, you know, I can't think of many reporters that would go to those lengths to get every detail. Well, you know what? If if that's what you're going to say, then you know, I I can't ask for a whole lot more. Well, I've only known you for three. I mean, yeah, I, I can make stuff up, but again, it's also. And if you want to hold one for me, I'm sure you'd have a lot of really great things to say oh, about of Craig course. Collins. Yeah. No, no. I promise, I'm not trying to torture you, Neil. I promise, it's not purposeful. I just, I have a couple more things about this funeral thing that I want to talk about. All right, let's I, hear it. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the first one is a 75 year old who re- recently participated in one said, and I quote, once you become conscious of death and experience it, you undertake a new approach in life. So even if your family members and friends are trying to do their best to honor you, to say, you know, make your life feel like it was, you know, you did everything you possibly could have done, uh, people who go through this process still feel like, wow, there's, I have a new appreciation for every single day just because I went through it. Um, and then there's a 28-year-old quoted in here as saying, and we're going to get dark on the Craig Collins Show. It's dark outside. It's dark on the air. Uh, when I was in the coffin, so this guy actually sat in the coffin for the thing. I wonder what uh, I wondered what it was used for, like what the actual coffin's purpose was before it wound up being the thing that he would have, you know, been put, you know, down in. So it's 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 a really surreal thing to read all these people who've experienced it. Uh, South Korea ranks 33 out of 40 countries for um, Better Life Index, meaning they're not doing so great there. A lot of young South Korean people. I have high hopes after they get out of school, and they're dashed by a cooling economy and a rising joblessness, so it's it's a tough time right now there. And uh, this sort of gives them an appreciation for what's already been going on in their lives. Would you do one? Mm, no? I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I just, I just... It would freak me out too much. I feel like you I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't go casket. I think I'd be like in the yeah, audience that, in the back. Now that, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, lay there with my eyes closed and pretend. I'm not going to like you know go yeah. that far and have all my family members do it. But I don't even maybe. know. I, I'd want to attend one, really. I mean, no, I, I don't. What I, if a friend asked you to attend one? Would you say no? That's a terrible precedent to set. No, I don't think I could say no, but yeah. I just, I'm maybe crossing my fingers that I don't get asked yeah, to go. Well, it's, yeah. right now, I don't know if you have any friends you hang out with in South Korea. It's not like it's yeah. something that's coming over here anytime right. soon. But I imagine that for some people this would be, although it would be weird, depending on who oh, the friend was yeah. that asked you and like their intentions of the whole day, there'd be a lot of different pressures on it. Um, but maybe it could also be fun. Maybe there's an opportunity for comedy. We should do it to Scott Miller. We should, uh, you know, force it on him. 
and do it here at the I station. Think it would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would be a good segment. Maybe something to there you go to try. But okay. Yeah, it just it's it is a weird concept. I like our it. embracing of any yeah. ideas in the show. Can Come we on. kill Scott Miller fake and do it? Do a <laughs> segment. Well, you know, actually, this is a great time. Maybe we will do it. He gave up the afternoon show a while ago. That he was the last regular host before me. Yeah. So maybe we kill his afternoon show. And then we all speak on me having no connection to it whatsoever, but we speak on it, you know, the way we'd sure. lovingly talk about anyone else. I, I, so I, it's not a bad idea. We can bury his mustache somewhere <laughs> when he ever shaves it. You think he's ever shaving that thing? No. Okay. Nope, That's I don't I think thought so. Too. Yeah. All right. Four Locos has a new drink. Are you a Four Locos fan? No, I've tried it. <laughs> I've had a sip before. Ooh. It is, oh. They're yeah. intense. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, people don't know what that is. Four Locos is an energy drink that's also just jam-packed with alcohol. They have a new hard seltzer coming out that's 12% alcohol by volume, which is roughly two and a half times the average hard seltzer uh, drinks like White Claw and Truly. Uh, there's only one flavor right now, and I really wish that it had a more extreme name. It is Black Cherry, but I think that Four Locos should really steer into this and call it something like, you know, Crazy Black Cherry, but... Yeah, Four Locos has a brand new drink out there that you can go grab. Is are they still illegal most places? I, I mean, I they sell them here. I think they had to drop back on their alcohol per- percentage. Yeah. I could be totally wrong by saying that, but I mean, I, it's they're sold in liquor stores around here. Okay. I mean, I give them credit. One jumping on the hard seltzer train because that has been the movement. I don't you know the last year, two years. I mean, it's. Are you a hard seltzer fan? Is well, that what you're telling me? Well, I don't mind a hard seltzer. Um, What's your brand of choice? I prefer a White Claw. I don't. Okay. I don't mind truly. I mean, but now there's all these other ones coming out. I can't believe my biggest take. I can't believe. I cannot believe Lacroix did not jump on. <laughs> I mean, they're like the king of seltzer. You know, yeah. just seltzer, normal seltzer water, whatever. But Lacroix is like that parent that doesn't ever want to talk about anything adult. <laughs> like if you have a Lacroix, you kind of feel like you need to watch an episode of like Brady yeah. Bunch and just have a really nice. Like, it's not, that's not a, yeah. I think those people would be very uncomfortable in that pitch meeting. Guys, let's steer into the alcohol thing. How about we fake it? Let's not put any real I just, alcohol. I can't believe they, they didn't try at least. It's a missed I mean, opportunity. Yeah, but, I mean, and now for, of course, for Loco, what, what is the percentage in this new 12% one? 12% yeah, alcohol I mean, by volume. It's, you know, they're jumping on the bandwagon, but then they're staying in line with kind of their marketing because that's what they provide. They provide a high punch you know to your face alcoholic drink i learned things on the craig collins show uh from the news guys that uh, work on the show you and blake i didn't know that like hard seltzer was like trendy right now why especially in like college but it is but i mean even like some of my family like some of my 40 you know 40 year old 50 year old uncles like my dad doesn't mind a seltzer which is kind of surprising because they're they're hard you know they love a craft hold on hold on hold on no no no, hold on i gotta i gotta we gotta uh, wait so you're saying he doesn't mind one, but are you saying that the next time you go over to a family event, your dad throws you 20 bucks and asks you to go make the beer run, he's asking you to pick up some White Claw? No. no. Okay. Most likely I just not. want to understand. All right. But I didn't know how far it went. When I would go home this summer, like for family gatherings, you know, whether it be our house or go over to, you know, Uncle Chris's house, whatever, mm-hmm. there was always a true, they prefer a truly. I think that's, you know, they don't mind White Claw, but no, there was always a truly there. It's it's growing. It's a growing wow. high demand. Oh, you know, the seltzer. Seltzers are huge lately. Somebody else call in. Tell me why you guys, because I've I've never been, that's not my drink of choice. I'm not judging it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with a hard seltzer. I just didn't know. Like when I go to the store and I'm picking 
things to bring to a party. Mm-hmm. That's one that I thought I'd be made fun of for more than like embraced with cheers. No, I think it's kind of, I mean, it depends. I mean, right. And I think it is a preference because some people, like I have friends that hate LaCroix. Yes. Who then also it translates, I mean, they just don't like a seltzer, you know, right. any, anything like that. But no, I mean, I, I think it's it's kind of a movement. I yeah. mean, I, again, I don't know. I, I think it is a preference, but. I can picture my college friends and the next time we get together for some sort of reunion or whatever, yeah. If I showed up with LaCroix and White Claw, I'm pretty sure they'd turn me away. They're like, what happened? Who is Craig now? This is terrible. Have you tried a White Claw truly? Um, I, uh, no. no. I, okay. I was going to lie well, for a second well, maybe there. that's, we I need know. to do maybe just a brief segment one day. And we try. But here's the other thing. It's, I don't, again, I'll, I'll drink them, but like right now where it's getting cold, it's like I don't really want a seltzer. It, it, they're nice because they're refreshing. Yeah. And it's a very much, you know, kind of summer, warmer movement drink, I, I feel like. That's okay. also my take. Could be wrong. Some people probably enjoy them year-round. But I prefer it in the summer. I you think know, it's I, a little lighter. It's crisp, refreshing. I didn't, I didn't know you were kind of like a, you know, a bartender slash a alcohol expert sitting there behind me. I, I feel I'm like... An, I'm not an expert. You I, just used a bunch of words. You described it as well, like a crisp, nice, summery flavor. Like there was some fruit taste and stuff. Right? That's the... Well, there I was try. an aftertaste? I do actually... If I, and I don't... I'm not like bragging at all or anything, but my Snapchat name is Bartender Neil. That was my friends made me nice. make it that because, you know, I do, I do you know, enjoy... Trying different types of things and, mm-hmm. you know, having a drink, relax, and sitting down with people. But, yeah, no, I, I, you know, right. I'm on the seltzer train. Uh, the Craig Collins Show likes to come up with ideas on the air <laughs> that no one has approved behind the, you know, scenes here. I just throw them out there, and I hope one day they happen. I think one time on the air we're going to blindfold you, and you're going <laughs> to describe the drinks we're having you sip right. live on air. Okay. And I want you to you really just dive deep into the descriptions sure. of them, you know, like the, the when you first to... sip it, any kind of aftertaste for Neil. I want to know. I'm going to have to start going through some books to get my no, no, no. Uh, vocabulary up up to par. No, no, no. I want you to rely on what you got already. Right. I don't want you to cheat at all. <laughs> uh, before I take a break, I just want to mention that 8 out of 10 adults seem to be confused about what is recyclable. Um, they they are There's a lot of mixed messages they claim. People blame everybody, by the way. They blame the companies for not telling us whether or not we can recycle something. They blame local governments for not being more you know, out there with this item is and this item isn't acceptable. It's all over the place, but apparently 72% of people think that there's not enough information out there in the world for us to understand what we can and can't recycle. Some mistakes people make, uh, pizza boxes are non-recyclable. That's not something you should throw in the recycling. Non-paper gift wrap, uh, just because it wraps a present doesn't mean that you can recycle it. And coffee, uh, like residue stuff, that kind of stuff is not a... Not a good move, and 30% of people thought they could recycle those things, but uh, yeah. Don't recycle your Starbucks. Don't recycle your Starbucks. Right. No, that's that's true. Although you should. My wife always gets like the ceramic cup. Did you sure. know you could do that? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. She's she's a, She cares a lot about the world, so every time we go to Starbucks, we have to drink it there. We can never get it to go because she has to have it in the cup that you can't take with you. Way to go, Betty. I know. Betty's an amazing human, really, seriously. I can't keep it. This song is called Celebration, and I'm playing it because today, for the first time, I think, in the three weeks I've been at this radio station, I made zero technical issues on a Craig Collins show. I made zero technical mistakes. I think... Do you remember any, Neil? Not that I can think okay. of. It was, it's been a smooth show. I hit all the bumps on time. There yeah. was no long pregnant pauses that existed on the show. This is this is a huge first, and I immediately have bad news for myself, oh. actually. I know. That's, it was a downer. It was an upper and a downer. That's how the show works. Um, apparently, and this is a study out of uh, Tucson, Arizona, the best way to learn is to fail 15% of the time. Not more, 
not less. If you are successful 85% of the time at any task, you will take away the most beneficial amount of knowledge from it. If the task is too easy, meaning if you know hitting all the buttons correctly today was just too simple for me, then I learn nothing and tomorrow I'm going to fail miserably. The opposite is also true. If something is just so hard that you're going to fail at a at a rate higher than about 85%, which is interesting, by the way, because that's a straight B, right? In 85 in school, that's not a B plus, not a B minus. You're right at B level. So that means that as students, apparently, we only really learn if we're B students, not A students. So you shouldn't shoot so high. Those kids are just trying too hard, and they learn nothing. See, th- talking about grades brings me back to my high school. I went to a Catholic high school. Uh, and our grading system was kind of screwed. I mean, it was a little tougher. Mm-hmm. So, like a night, like a ninety was a B plus. No, yeah, no, actually, for me too. I, was so it I, like that? See, I went I, to Catholic everything. Yeah. I went to Catholic grade school, mm-hmm. high school, college, uh, until the very end of my college. Then I went to a an art school, which was just awesome to to go from that. But yes, a ninety one was an A minus. Yeah. See, like I think a, I could be wrong. I think like an eighty two or an eighty three was like a C plus for us. I think an 85 was still a straight. You think it's a B minus? I thought that 84 was B minus to like 81. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, maybe if you're a B minus student, then next time you take home a report card, if it says a B minus on it, Neil Doyle says you learned the exact right amount of information. (laughs) And if it's a B, then Craig Collins approved. Man, so now actually I learned a lesson, though, today, right? I hit the right amount. I'm now in the wheelhouse of of not perfect, but not not too much of a failure. Yeah, no, I think that puts you kind of right where, right, according to that study, you should be. Yeah, right? I got like an 85 for yeah. today on the show. Um, two quick stories that I'm not going to have a lot of time to talk about today, so I'll bring them up tomorrow. Uh, these are bosses being overly nice to their employees, and I might just be throwing this out there on the air in the off chance that our bosses are listening and would want to do something like, I don't know, buy me a car. A boss bought uh, one of their employees. Now, granted, he's got a touching story and... Definitely deserved the car, but a boss was generous enough to go ahead and and buy him a vehicle. And then actually, this story is out of China. A bunch of bosses to congratulate their employees for doing a good job, working real hard, and hitting all of their goals. They washed their feet. So it's actually, there's video of this. The boss is getting down on his hands and knees one at a time and washing all of his employees' feet. Uh, And China is known to be really mean to employees every so often if they do things like miss their goals, making them, you know, crawl on all fours in public or embarrass themselves in front of the company. So this is kind of an interesting story. Uh, how good of a job do you think we'd have to do, Neil, to get the washed feet treatment? Uh, I would feel like a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. You think it's well over 100%? You think that's never happening? It sounds like that's never happening. I don't think happening. it's going to ever happen. Okay. Yeah. I think Greg also agrees there's no <laughs> chance at all that we're ever getting our feet washed here at the station. That makes it three. Yep. <laughs> Makes it three. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I think I'm supposed uh, to get out of here now. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. it's probably about that time. All Basketball right. time. Awesome, Mr. Ludkey and Mr. Matthews. You guys have a good time.